Hey everybody, welcome back into another edition of Rapid Recap. He's Steve Marek and he's Greg Smith and I'm Zach Carpenter. We're doing the point. Uh, we're here at Memorial Stadium, uh, sixth floor, after the uh, Huskers completed spring ball, uh, 15th and final practice technically today with the red and white spring game. Uh, this is the spring, spring ball finale um, for what it's worth. The white team beat the red team 21 to seven. I'm 99% sure that the white team beat the red team 21 to seven. As I was saying that, um, score doesn't really doesn't really matter. Uh, but what does matter is we saw an actual game today. Uh, I I don't know. I think it looked like kind of what we anticipated. I don't know if that's what you guys felt. Yeah, there was a lot of. I guess it's hard to ignore the mistakes, right? I mean, four four fumbles for each offense. That's not going to make rule and um, Marcus Satterfield happy at all. Um, but there are some highs and lows from the game, some good things that we can talk about, some bad things to talk about. I thought Jeff Sims looked pretty good. That's really good. Um, uh, Gabe Irvin Jr. at running back looked awesome. He's, he, his stiff arm of Omar Brown, uh, safety trying to stop him, um, was really impressive. Um, the thing that I'm going to come away with, and we can read, you can read about it inside Nebraska, is the new faces on the defensive line kind of stood out to me. Um, they flashed today, and I thought that was really cool. Prince Will Umanyelin, Cam Lenhart were out there with the first team defense. Those are two early enrollee true freshmen, which is super impressive, and they were in the backfield a lot, doing a lot of good things. Um, Maverick Noonan had, had a couple of plays. He flashed. Elijah Judy um, is another new face, not, not a true freshman. Um, he spent first two seasons at Texas A&M, but He's going to be a, a big part of the interior defensive line at Nebraska, and he had five five tackles, I believe, and was doing some good things against the first-team offensive line, which, you know, it's hard to talk about too much um, with them because you'd like to go back, rewatch the game, try to focus on those guys because offensive line play is kind of hard to determine if you're just, like, watching sure. it. Um, it's kind of different when you can see guys get in the backfield on defensive line. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm coming away with um, a lot of hope and – I guess, really impressed with those true freshmen on the defensive line, um, namely Prince Will, Uman Yellen, and Cam Linhart. Yeah. And Greg, before you go, I have to take a little mini victory lap um, when talking about Jeff Sims having that leg up now in the starting quarterback job. I mean, I don't think he looked transcendent by any means, but I thought he looked, uh, he looked like you said, pretty good. Threw some um, good balls. Yeah. Gabe Irvin Jr., when uh, I talked about him, he has a pretty good shot at winning that starting running back job. and. It's not like anything on the depth chart is going to be decided in spring ball, no. but I think I think he's continuing to make that case. And then writing about Cam Linhart, especially Princewell, Uman Yellen, um, how they have a chance to uh, see the field as true freshmen uh, in significant roles, see significant snaps. And it's not like all that, again, is decided now suddenly just because they had they all had really good spring games, but I think taking those next next steps uh, toward potentially having that success in the fall. Yeah, and I think that when we talk about those two young pups getting out there and, like, at least being competent, like, it's not even, like, to me, like, yes, they, I thought they did play pretty well, but for them to even be as true freshman early enrollees out there rolling with the ones and looking like they belong, I think that that's a huge deal and, show, and shows a lot about their future promise. It also, uh, we've gone this long talking about the defensive line, and A.J. Rollins was a guy also yeah. that, that had some nice plays, batted down a couple of balls, but all of that and those 
those new pieces that had to be put together by somebody, right? Terrence Knighton should get a little hat tip in some of this um, for that early development. But I want to I want to jump back a little bit because we jumped right into the game stuff. I wrote yeah. my snap judgments um, kind of right after the game snap reactions. The vibes, man, the vibes were immaculate <laughs> to start the game. Then I think it's something like. I, I don't want to say we take for granted here, but we kind of do at the same time, is that not everybody's spring game was like this, right? And so when you have 60,000 people buy tickets to a spring game, you know, you've got the Go Big Red chants going before the game. And of course, they unveiled the new but old Herbie comes out on a motorcycle. He got the biggest pop of the night um, of anybody. He had a lot of recruits in the house. Then the Frank Solich deal at halftime. He gets emotional um, when he found out that the locker room was going to be named after him in the new building like there are a lot of really cool things that went into Matt Rule's first spring game as Nebraska head coach I don't want us to skip over because it was a really cool event all around I think today was the perfect cap to a really momentum uh, momentum building offseason mm -hmm. for the Nebraska football program obviously it's an it's a new hire vibe I guess mm -hmm. every time you get a new hire people are excited fans are excited but it's different in Nebraska and it's so. different right now because I think at least from my point of view, fans are kind of seeing the difference between the old staff and, and yeah. this staff um, when pretty much everything. It um, feels like we turned the page today. Yeah. Like I was kind of thinking yeah. that when we were pregame and like just mm -hmm. thinking about all the subtle differences um, going on like that people see and the stuff kind of behind the scenes that we mm -hmm. see um, when it comes to just how we do stuff on a day-to-day -day basis and operate around the program now. Like it feels a lot different now. Like yeah. it, it really does. I mean, speaking of turning that page, that's kind of what comes to mind when we're talking about the Solage halftime ceremony. Just the fact that they brought him back. Yeah. Yep. That he wanted like, to come back. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it felt like that, that entire um that entire situation of of getting him back and then him even having the press conference on friday and then mm -hmm. talking for a brief minute today at the at the ceremony it's just all um it all i think it all kind of symbolizes and we've talked about this before just that other that next uh um not next step but just uh another i guess exemplary point data point of mm -hmm. their welcoming that those uh, welcoming former coaches and former players back in the building and it feels like sort of like a, a not washing of the sins, but you say, <laughs> hey, he said the curse is broken. Yeah. He, he said that. He was a good sport about yeah, that. Yeah, he was a really good sport about that because, man, that's been a talking point around here for yeah. quite a while. Um, one thing, too, though, with respect to the actual game is that, you know, we talk about those turnovers and especially the fumbles, right? I think that one of the things, though, that can be a good thing about that happening is that you got to get that out of the way in the spring game because it was live, right? Like, maybe you don't get those, those kind of kinks ironed out until maybe later in the fall if you had not gone live, you know, as much as they did and during the spring game. So that's one thing I kind of took so away So it's like too. getting chicken pox as a kid. Just get yeah, it out of the way. Yeah, just go ahead and get it out of the way. Hey, it's it on tape later. and they're going to, you know how much these guys are going to hear about those fumbles over the summer and then yeah. into the fall. Like, I'll it's be, on tape. I'll be interested to see how, how big of a deal people make the fumbles because I'm not worried about them all. At all. Well, oh, rule is gonna. I mean, their rule is rule, gonna make a big different deal story that. for yeah. sure. A rule in Satterfield, they absolutely cannot stand. It's kind of hilarious yeah. watching them talk about fumbles. But yeah. um, me personally, just from watching everything, it was a 15th practice. Um, it's a whole bunch of new guys playing inside a, more, yeah. a, a packed memorial, packish memorial stadium for the first time. I just don't think we're gonna see 
that many fumbles, that many sloppy sloppiness on offense in, at Minnesota. Yeah, Ethan me. Piper actually was asked about that in postgame. He's kind of down the hallway, and he he actually made a really good point to back up what you were saying is that there were a lot of combinations being put together yeah. out there that had not practiced together before. So that also makes sense. I'm not saying that you want to totally excuse it because you just don't want to see that, um, mm-hmm. but there are some reasons that you could say why that happened. And then last thing to sort of wrap up here, um, sort of I want to look at next steps. I mean, we don't have to dive too far into it because we are going to be uh, talking about this a little more um, tomorrow, Monday, as we sort of take a look back at, uh, at spring ball as a whole. But um, they have exit meetings now coming up over the next week. Uh, sure, they're going to be meeting with every single player, or at least just about every single player um, on the roster to uh, – for an honest assessment about where they stand, what what's expected of them in the summer. Um, and Jeff Sims, uh, he talked about he talked about those next steps and he talked about um, the fact that he, he thinks that we need to kick it up a notch. We need, or we need to take it up a notch is what he said. And he said, I think we have a we have a chance to be a very have a very special season, like right now. He's sort of echoing that sentiment that Rule said that we're here to not here to lose and thank the fans we're here to win <laughs> right. now um and he said some other things in in uh his press conference that you can go read at nebraska.rivals.com that i wrote about after the game but um just open the floor for any thoughts uh any exit thoughts as we go into this this next week that could get a little there could be some hurt feelings and around here that's exactly what i was thinking is is that it's going to get real quickly when it comes to these exit meetings right because we know the scholarship situation they've got to shed double digit scholarships uh, before we get kind of to that first game so that's going to begin now like if the transfer portal window is open like i expect nebraska to have multiple people that go in after these exit meetings like and so for all the good vibes that have been around the program and that rule doing and saying so many of the right things this is kind of and i don't even want to make it sound like it's a negative towards him but it's just kind of the, the unfortunate reality of where they are, they're going to have to have some people leave the program, and that's what's coming up next for me. Yeah, it's, it's almost like you, know, you, you have in your head an image of what this team looks like, then tomorrow it could look completely different. Yeah. I mean, it's going to look different at Minnesota in late August. So, um, yeah, and people are coming back. Like, remember yeah. that, too. I was mm-hmm. thinking about when you said that about Ty the Robinson, offensive line. Yeah, yeah it, but, when you mentioned the mm-hmm. offensive line, Teddy Prochaska's not yeah. out there. You're going to have people kind of shuffled around. Ty Robinson, I'm now really excited to see like, him Ty on Robinson, this defensive line. Like, like, I, I was really yeah. excited, and I was writing about Cam Lenhart, who was playing a lot on the interior, which caught my eye. But then you think, well, Ty Robinson's coming back in the fall. Ty Robinson's an old, strong player. He's probably going to bite into some of yeah. Cam Lenhart's reps. Yeah, but him being as a just a, even a rotational piece as a true freshman yeah. on the Cam, defensive Cam line Cam is Lenhart a hell of an accomplishment. Fall, and it's, yeah. it's fun to think about. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, along the lines of it's going to be different now from what we mm-hmm. see later. I mean, that kind of is what stuck out to me when I, uh, on the very first play of the first series, took a screenshot of uh, the um, game that I was recording to uh, check and see who was the starting 11 on offense, who was starting 11 on defense. And you see Principal Umanyellen, Cam Lenhart, Nash Hupmacher, who we uh, definitely believe will be uh, on that starting line, and then MJ Sherman, so, uh, Sherman and Principal as uh, traditional defensive ends on either side. And then um, you had Miles Farmer not with the ones. You had mm-hmm. Corey Collier starting. Corey Collier was uh, a Omar, Omar Brown, that's not much as a surprise. Omar but the had some nice plays. Big surprise. <laughs> not big, big, but kind of. 
is John Bullock and Jamari Butler as the two starting inside linebackers. And just when you say that, like, it, it'll obviously look a lot different. I'm like, yeah, when I we saw that. Keep that in mind. I'm like, <laughs> see, like, seeing that screenshot in my mind of, like, okay, is that, is that just grainy? Does that say 35? Okay, yeah. all right. Does that say 10 next to him? Like, uh, so who knows if that might be in yeah. uh, uh, starting defense in the fall. Who knows? Uh, it's, it's a spring game after all. <laughs> right. Man, the spring game, we love it, though. It means everything. We saw football. It means everything awesome. to us. We yeah, saw we hitting. We football. saw hitting. I was, I'm happy. <laughs> MJ Sherman, I, last thing is uh, just in his press conference, I mean, he's a very, like, I feel like serious and uh, reflective person. He's very good in press conference settings, but he's, I feel like he's always very serious. He's and intense. Intense is the best word to describe it. And just seeing him, he's, like, lighting up, smiling, saying he's the most fun he's ever had yep. uh, in spring ball. I kind of did a double take when I saw that. Like, all right, so things are things were fun but brutal around here, I guess. Good, mm-hmm. good. Yeah, anything like else it. to hit on before we get out of here? No. Don't, no. Don't so. Now we're we about the transfers. Like now, we're well, I'm thinking out. now about what's about to come next. Yeah. Those transfers, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, no. No. Steve, Steve has been grinding away over here. I mean, me and Greg haven't, but Steve. No, yeah, no, you know, I'm well, just talking around. <laughs> you guys have been grinding as well. I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm tired. I'm so tired right now. I'm tired. I almost, tired. I almost I started why. yawning in the middle of the recording. Yeah. So with that, we're going to get out of here. Uh, please like and subscribe to uh, the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel, nebraska.rivals.com is our, um, for our written content. We have a 30-day free trial going right now. Don't know how long I'm going to keep that up, <laughs> but probably not very long, if I'm being honest. So uh, go try to take advantage of that as uh, Transform News is coming around the corner. Um, a lot more coverage from, uh, from spring game and spring ball as a whole. So for Steve Mark. Greg Smith. I almost pointed. <laughs> I wanted to do the dance. <laughs> no. I'm Zach Carpenter, and we'll catch you guys again next time.